Welcome to the Summerton Church of God Sermon Podcast, a podcast to help you find life, freedom, and purpose in Jesus Christ. The word that the Lord gave me today, as we were going to bring this Unsung Heroes series to completion, the person that I was going to talk about today was Josiah. Josiah was eight years old when he became king over Israel. Now think about that. He was eight years old. Most eight-year-old kids are getting ready for either third or fourth grade not to become president of the United States. But Josiah was eight years old when he became king over Israel. And he became king during a time when the culture of Israel was saturated with evil and wickedness. If you go back and study the history of Israel, when God brought them into the promised land, they then began to say, well, God, we want to be like other nations. We want a king. And God gave them a king. By the name of Saul, after Saul was Ishbosheth, after Ishbosheth was David, after David was Solomon. And then after Solomon, the kingdom of Israel was divided. You had the northern kingdom and you had the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom consisted of 10 tribes. The southern kingdom consisted of two tribes. There were 19 kings who ruled over the northern kingdom called Israel. And listen to me, all 19 of those kids, of those kings were evil. Can you believe that? After all that God had done for them, all 19 of the kings were evil. And so God got fed up with it. And in 722 BC, he allowed Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, to come in and take the northern kingdom captive into Assyria, and they would never return back to their homeland. Now, you would think that the southern kingdom of Israel, that is Judah, you would think that they would learn from the mistakes of the northern kingdom, but they didn't. There were 20 kings in Judah, and only eight of them were good. And the best of the best was Josiah. Now, you couldn't say that about his father or his grandfather. His grandfather, Manasseh, was the most evil king that ever ruled in Israel. Now, later in his years, after God allowed him to be taken captive into Assyria and a hook put in his nose and shackles on his wrist and on his ankles, he finally cried out to God. But at that time, it was too late because it's a lot easier to lead people into sin than it is to bring them out of sin. And I'm telling you, every wicked thing that you can imagine happened under the reign of Manasseh, the grandfather of Josiah. Josiah's father wasn't any better. Matter of fact, he came in and did the exact things that his father Manasseh had done. So that when Josiah became king, the culture was invaded with evil and wickedness. And on top of that, he's eight years old. But the Bible says that he sought the God of his father David and he did not turn to the right or to the left. In other words, he stayed on the straight and narrow throughout his entire kingship. But when you go and study the life of Josiah, his life is broken into four phases. 
when he was eight, he became king. The Bible says that when he was 16, that he began to seek the Lord. Listen to me this morning. Every young person in this room Begin to seek the Lord while you're still young. What are you waiting on? When he was 16 years old, he began to seek the Lord. Now, during the reign of Josiah, there were four prophets that were prophesying to the nation of Judah. You had, you had Jeremiah, you had Habakkuk, you had Zephaniah. You had Micah. All of these were prophesying during that time. And one of those prophets, Jeremiah, evidently had the ear of the king because in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13, he speaks for the Lord and he says, whoever seeks me with all your heart will find me. And that's what Josiah did. He began to seek the Lord. Hebrews chapter 11, verse six says that God, God rewards those who diligently seek him. And God would do that with Josiah. So at eight, he becomes king. At 16, the Bible says he begins to seek the Lord. Now fast forward four more years. At the age of 20, he begins to purge the land of Judah and Jerusalem of all idolatry. Everywhere there was an image set up to Baal, he tore it down. But he didn't just tear it down, he crushed it. He, he crushed it into powder so that they couldn't rebuild it. Where there were Asherah poles, we talked about last week, he didn't just tear them down, he crushed them to powder. And he would sprinkle that powder over the graves of those who had worshipped at the altar of those false gods. Then he went and dug up the bones of the pagan priests. Talk about digging up the past. He dug up the bones of the pagan priests and burned their bones on those altars that they had sacrificed to. I mean, it was complete reform throughout the land of Judah and Jerusalem. And he also went into the northern kingdom and did the same. And listen, he's only 20 years old when he brings revival to Jerusalem and to Judah. Listen to me this morning, young men and women. You are never too young to be used by God to bring revival to this culture. Yes, you are a part of a generation that is saturated with evil and wickedness. But hey, Josiah didn't let a wicked grandfather and a wicked father keep him from being a righteous king. And Josiah didn't let an evil culture keep him from being an agent of revival. And you don't have to either. It doesn't matter what granddaddy was like. It doesn't matter what daddy was like. You can make a choice today to seek God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and be used by God to bring revival. Revival to this culture. And I'm, I'm just giving you the, the canned version of it this morning. Now fast forward. Eight more or six more years. Now Josiah's 26. And he says, okay. It took him six years to purge the land of idolatry. But at the age of 26, he says, okay. Now it's time 
to go to the house of the Lord because the kings that preceded him had allowed the house of the Lord to fall into ruins. And he looked at some of his advisors and he said, I want you to go and get the money that's been collected for the repair of the temple. He said, I want you to give it to the supervisors. The supervisors will have the money to pay the workers to come in and begin to rebuild and restore the house of the Lord. And not only that, but when he went into the house of the Lord, his grandfather Manasseh, you know what he had done? He had constructed altars and images of Baal in the house of the Lord. So he had to clean it out. And while they were cleaning out the temple, they found a treasure. They found the book of the law because Josiah's grandfather had made it a point to try and destroy every copy of the law that he could possibly find. But how many of you know that God has a way of preserving his word? <laughs> Hallelujah. And they come back to Josiah and they tell him what they found in the house of the Lord. And isn't that something that the word of God was lost in the house of God? Do you know there's a lot of so-called churches today that the very word of God has been lost in the house of God because the word of God's not being preached like it needs to be preached and it's not being taught like it needs to be taught and it's not being obeyed like it needs to be obeyed. They brought it back to him and they began to read the book of the law to him. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And you know what he did? He began to tear his clothes in despair and in repentance because he said this, he said, after he heard the law, he said, no wonder our culture's in the shape it's in. It's because we have broken, we have disobeyed the commands of God. That's why all of this is coming on us. And so here's what he said. He said, I want you to go and inquire of the Lord as to what all of this means. And do you know who they went to? Ladies, this is for you. Young ladies, this is for you. He said, I want you to go and inquire of the Lord. Now understand, you've got Jeremiah, a prophet. I mean, that's probably the first person most of us would go to. I mean, he was a major prophet. Micah, Habakkuk, Zephaniah. But you know what? They don't go to any of those. They go to a prophetess by the name of Huldah. And do you know what Huldah does? Huldah gives them the word of God. Listen to me, young women in this room here today. God can use you to prophesy. And don't you have anybody tell you that because you're a woman, you cannot prophesy and be used of God. It doesn't matter your age and it doesn't matter your gender. God has a plan and God has a purpose for your life. And basically what the message was, was that God was gonna bring his judgment on those people because of all the evil that they had done. But because Josiah had humbled himself before the Lord and repented of his sins and decided that they were gonna not just hear but obey the word of the Lord, here's what God said. He said, as long as you're alive, I'm gonna preserve the nation of Judah. Don't think for one minute that one person cannot make a difference in a wicked, evil culture. Because judgment eventually was going to come on the, the, the southern part of the kingdom and, and they were gonna go into captivity as well to, to Babylon. But here's what Josiah decided. 
It may happen, but not on my watch. Not on my watch. Because as long as I'm here, I'm going to be salt. And I'm going to be light. And I'm going to be a godly influence. And do you know what? No judgment from God came throughout all the days that Josiah reigned throughout the nation of Judah. God preserved that nation because of the righteousness and the godliness of one man, one person. Oh, don't ever think that you as one person don't have the influence that it takes to change a whole culture. But then he did one more thing. Second Chronicles 35 verse 1. They celebrated Passover. Something that they had not done for 300 years. It had been neglected for 300 years. I mean, that's what they were supposed to be doing to remind them of the faithfulness of God. How that God was the one that brought them out of Egypt. How that God was the one that delivered them out of slavery and brought them into their promised land. And they're not celebrating Passover that reminds them of all that God has done. But not only does Passover remind us of what he's done, it also reminds us of what he's going to do. And in celebrating Passover, he wasn't just reminding them of who set them free and delivered them, but he was saying this to them, you need more than me. Yeah, I can come in and I can institute all these new practices and principles and, 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 and reform, but he was saying, it's not just a Josiah you need, you need Jesus. <laughs> because only Jesus can change your heart. Amen? Only Jesus can change your heart. I believe there's some Josiahs in this house today. Well, I hope that you were blessed and inspired by today's message. We here at Summerton Church of God believe that God is a God who still does miracles. And we're seeing it on a weekly basis. People's lives being transformed by the power of God being saved, healed, and delivered for the glory of God. And we want you to experience for yourself. So why don't you come and be our guest one Sunday here at Summerton Church of God. I look forward to personally meeting you.